0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the Run Culture Podcast. This is episode eight, and my name's Dane Verway, and today we interview Mr. Caden Shields. So Caden is a Kiwi or New Zealand uh, marathon runner, uh, he debuted at the Marathon Distance this year at the 2019 Gold Coast Marathon and ran an amazing debut, running two hours and 15 minutes. And this time was lucky enough, um, as he found out a month ago, to qualify him for the New Zealand team for the Doha World Championships, uh, which are happening in a little over a week's time. So today, uh, we chat about the surprise that this was for Caden. uh that he knew he was destined for the marathon and and the resilience that um he's had to sort of uh show and display throughout his career because he's been running since he was 14 so you know a bit over 16 years uh we go over also uh, a little bit that he's a physio and um i'm keen to catch up with Caden in the long term and make a bit of a habit out of this because i used to work with Caden last year when he lived in melbourne for six months and He's definitely um, quite a sharp mind, loves the research side of physio and definitely um, is quite that caring, diligent kind of soul. So he offers a lot of wisdom in this podcast when it comes to his training and the thought process behind it. And I think he's going to offer some value um, in the long term. So catching up with him is going to be really insightful and we're just going to bang Um, ideas off each other and have a bit of a yarn about all things running physio. But today's episode is really about Caden, his marathon career and his aspirations, um, short-term aspirations over Doha and then the upcoming uh, track season and uh, we also talk a little bit, um, as I said before, about his trading leading into Doha and his expectations. So it's a great episode and Caden, as I said, offers a lot of great insight and uh, yeah, I think everyone will find it quite useful. So uh, put those uh, headphones in or listen to it um, on your way to work or on a run and yeah, sit back and enjoy. Here he is. (music)
1: And business is that, is that working? Yeah, mate,
0: great, fantastic,
1: outstanding.
0: Um, yeah, how's things?
1: Yeah, things are going well. Um, just here in Cyprus, uh, one week into the pre training camp for um, world championships um, in Doha, and yeah, just did a 40k run this morning and in the heat, which went well. Um, I climbed up. There's this mountain just outside of, um, where we're staying called, uh, Stavrovuni, which is, means, um, cross on mountain, but it's a mountain that has a 1600 year old monastery on top. Oh, wow. So, um, I ran up and down that twice today, um, throughout my long run. So yeah, that was. What kind final, of climbing was um, that? Uh, it was a thousand meters of climbing yep. across the run. Uh huh. Um, and it's probably a 10% grade up the hill. Yeah. Oh, right. So it's fairly steep. Yeah. 40Ks. And it's 40Ks in total. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, 39 and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that
1: no, was good. It's a good run. Yeah.
0: And how are things? So yeah, it must, yeah. It must be uh, feeling a bit like a dream, I suppose.
1: Yeah. It certainly has. I mean, um, it's all happened fairly quickly. And it as says Gold Coast. I finished the race at Gold Coast. I knew it was a possibility um, that I'd be selected for Doha. Obviously, there was a few um, things that had to happen um, in that um, space for me to be selected. Um, But fortunately enough, there was a spot there for me. So as soon as Gold Coast uh, was over, they always certainly went into preparation mode for Doha and made sure I recovered well. Yep. Um, You know, if I was to be selected. And I was um, fortunate enough that Athletics New Zealand invited me to Cyprus um, two weeks after Gold Coast for two weeks, which gave me um, a really good couple of weeks to fully recover from the marathon and and get a little bit of training and a heat adaptation in as well. So, yeah, and then I went back home to Crosschurch, At the around the, I was on my birthday actually, 7th of August, and um, yeah, yeah, missed my birthday as well. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That was worth it. Worth it. (laughs) Um, No one wants to turn 21 anyway. Uh, uh, 31, sorry. 31. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I got back to Christchurch and got stuck into training pretty much straight away. And um, I did a little bit of heat prep in in Christchurch. Um, did two boluses of um, heat training. I one weekend, two weeks after I got back, I used uh, the steam pools in Kroshach. Um So I went there post run yep. two times, um, which was pretty intense. And then I went down to Dunedin, uh, my hometown, and with the first weekend of September, and and used the heat chamber at the University of Otago. So they were really good down there. They um, allowed me to use it over the weekend which was great and um, I just did two two sessions in that so it seems to have held my adaptation and, and coming back to Cyprus I had a really good um, first week yep. of training so I was able to get off the plane and pretty much get straight into it which was cool. And when so, you say sessions um, in those uh, so
0: in the steam good. room like what kind of sessions?
1: Um, I didn't do anything physical yep. in the steam room so I just go there after the run so i'd run to the we've got a number of public pools in cross that have steam uh-huh. rooms so they're all scattered throughout the city so fortunately enough one's not that far away from yep. home so i just run there after work yep. um to the steam room jump in the steam room for half an hour just and sweat then, it out kind um, of thing have a quick shower yeah you're just sitting there so it's very very warm and 100% humidity yep. so um it's pretty full-on pretty uncomfortable which is what you want um and then i just run home from there so nice. <laughs> yeah so it's um Use the run commute to to achieve it, but um, yeah, that they, they seem to have worked quite well. So, and I wore a lot of gear in Christchurch as well. I wore about um, four or five layers of clothing on top. Um, and I bought a, a MacPack uh, vest that had um, quite a bit of insulation in it just to keep the core cool temperatures up. And I wore that in a lot of my long runs, um, yeah. Because so, what temperature are you, yeah, expecting? that's all helped. Um, I think we're expecting low 30s. Yep. Um, and around, oh, quite high humidity. And that's at midnight, I think. Uh, um, at midnight, geez. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's certainly going to be an an interesting uh, adventure. Yeah.
0: Well, I just wanted to fill listeners in a bit a bit about you. Um, uh, well, we got to know each other a number of years ago. Um, probably I think it was um a half marathon in Korea. Um, and and then a few that's half right. marathons at the Gold Coast marathon festival um yeah and then got the privilege to work with you um yeah la- last year uh when you um, ventured over to melbourne uh for six or so months um uh you're a an acclaimed physio uh from new zealand and uh and then obviously you're a very um elite distance runner uh, having run 215 at the gold coast marathon recently um can you expand on all of that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously, uh, since you and I first met in 2015, we've had a really good relationship, and yep. um, yeah, it's been an awesome joint journey together the last few years. Yep. Um, certainly, my focus on the marathon started uh, a number of years ago. Now, I always knew that the marathon running would be um, my f- my final destination, and, and well, not final destination, but my my main destination in in the sport Um, from a young age, I've always had a a natural endurance and and a natural resiliency.
0: What what gave you some little ideas that that's probably what's going to be your event?
1: Um, I've just always been able to train a lot. Um, I was running over a hundred K a week from the time I was 14. Um, And long runs were always something that I really enjoyed and always something that I was um, able to endure. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I used to, keep up with a lot of the older guys running around Dunedin. Um, I was fortunate enough when I was a young fella in Dunedin, we had plenty of good runners in Dunedin. And so they dragged me around our famous Y-Taddy yep. loop um, every Sunday morning, which was 32K, and I was always able to handle handle running with the older guys. Um, they dropped me on the hills now and then, but um, I was always able to stick it out and, and finish uh-huh. the run. And i always got a lot of pleasure out of it as well, <laughs> I still do. Um, yeah. Long runs are something that I just like being out in the in the wilderness and testing myself against the yep. elements and um it, it, even if I wasn't competing, I think I'd still be out doing long runs. It's just um you know I find a lot of solace in long yep. running yeah, there's a lot of peace yep. for me um but then also I know, it, know it makes me strong yep. um and particularly running um in the hills around Christchurch uh, in Dunedin. I just really enjoy it and I think that was the hardest thing for me when I was living in Melbourne. it was just such a long drive to to the Danny Dongs so that mm-hmm. um I couldn't get into the hills as much as I yep. liked and I was missing that part of my running. So it was it was quite good to get back yep. to to Christchurch and get into that. Nice. Yeah.
0: And then um uh tell us more about um I suppose like um your build up to Gold Coast and uh um uh I suppose um the last couple of years um um and uh did you, did you always know that you're going to run two fifteen?
1: Yeah. So I always knew, I've always known I've had the ability to run that yep. fast. I always believed that I had the ability and I still believe I can run mm-hmm. faster. Um, I, 2016 is probably a, a, quite a pivotal year for me. I was in my second year of work and running was going okay. Um, but not as well as it, it, it should have been. Um, and I had my last serious injury in 2016 as well. I actually went over to Europe with my fiance Rachel and um and on coming back from that I sort of had a, a new um determination to get back into some really competitive running and um and I reloaded a little bit too quickly and um ended up uh suffering a stress fracture on my left calcaneus. Yep. Um but it was at that time I actually read a, a research article by Tim Gabber, I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with that, the 2016 uh, loading, load management article that yep. he wrote. Um, and that, that gave me quite a lot of confidence moving forward and it was probably something that I used to follow quite closely when I was younger, but I'd sort of lost my way with, um, mm-hmm. with trusting my body's ability to handle high loads just because uh, I had a number of severe injuries coming out of the US um, when I was a collegiate athlete there. And so I'd lost a fair bit of confidence in my body's ability to be resilient. So reading that article, um, it was quite pivotal for me. I was sort of like, "All right, mm-hmm. well, you know, this is what I've got to do to um, to stay drink free." And then the other thing was um, my coach and and Chris Pallone and then Rachel, um, my fiance, sat me down at Auckland Airport um, in May of 2017, yep. and said to me, "Look, if you you know are really serious about." About running, you're going to have to start um, making some changes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've always been a guy that's worked hard. Um, anyone who knows me knows that. Um, but I think it was getting to a point where, you know, there was a little bit of a lack of self-care. I wasn't taking care of myself yep. in terms of giving myself the best ability to perform. And, and so that was quite pivotal. I, um, I knew at that stage that to, to really give it a good shot, I had to, to make time for it and um, really put some energy into it. So yep. those though- are two key moments for me I think in the last um five really ended up. um so yeah I started training pretty hard then and um, got back into my 100 mile weeks and and then I was able to run um 65 40 at uh, Gold Coast half in 2017 yep. and then I just kept going um made sure I recovered from that. And and then I ran Melbourne Half Marathon in uh, mm-hmm. October that year. Um, and then I rolled through a pretty good track season in New Zealand and then into Melbourne when I moved in January uh, 2018 and ran a couple of PBs um, over 5K yeah. and 1,500 metres um, in the Vic, yeah. Vic Milers, um, which was cool. Um, and then last year's um, Gold Coast Half didn't go mm-hmm. quite as well as it should have. Um, that started raising some questions for me around my mental um, resiliency, and I've, I found that uh, at Gold Coast that in 2018, the main reason I didn't perform well was because I um, didn't believe I should be running with uh, yep. the guys that I was running with. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a good fielder, Jack Rayner and Liam Adams and uh, Collis Birmingham, and I was with them at seven k yep. and feeling quite comfortable, but. Um, didn't feel as though I deserved to be there and, and so pulled myself away from the group and ended up Mm -hmm. really underperforming. And that sort of, I started to notice that happening a bit more frequently in races. That happened to me again in, in at the, um, end of last year. And then, um, at that point I thought, oh, well, I need to to do something about this, um, because it's really going to hinder me in a marathon. Um, and so that's when I've contacted uh, a guy called uh, Dr. Kerry Evans, who's a, um, psychiatrist and, and Christchurch he was um, well known for working yep. with All Blacks in Arsenal um, and I went to see him in January of this year um, and he's helped me a lot to become um, more uh, no. mentally resilient and just to change, change the template um, that I've had from a young age in terms of um, how to function under pressure and how to function on a day-to-day basis and really starting to challenge behaviours that I've had and um,
0: what were some of the things he, sort of ways he of doing? Uh, things suggested? that
1: I've had. Um, a lot of it's been around. Um,
0: well, what what helped you?
1: An element of passiveness that I have in my. Well, it's probably more identifying how my brain was reacting yep. under pressure. So, within a race situation, when the pressure came on, um, I was finding myself tensing mm-hmm. up. Um, I'd start comparing myself to the other runners around me and um, get a little bit too focused on the on the outcome of the race and um, that was really holding me back because it was just shutting me down and and not allowing me to, to get the most out of myself. So we've worked hard on um, identifying the patterns of behavior within myself and um, being able to start challenging them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it is a, you know, it's a fairly complicated topic, but essentially we have patterns of behavior that we develop um, as children um, to keep ourselves safe Mm -hmm. and, um, these things can be, become dysfunctional as we get become adults because um, they're no longer helpful. Yep. So, yeah, understanding what those behaviours were and then challenging them um, has been a big process and I'm still yeah. learning um, and I think I'll, for, it, for it, I don't think um, there's a limit to that but I think going into Gold Coast Marathon this year, it was really, for me, it was just about yep. running with freedom and to be honest, I didn't even didn't even think about the world champs qualifier until I was two
0: hundred meters. Oh, gee, yeah, your yeah, um, um celebration was good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to enjoy that. <laughs> moment, eh? Um, but no, it was more about um, just staying in the moment. And <clears throat> you know, it was an amazing opportunity in the Gold Coast. It, it was perfect timing. Um, I'd had a completely, um, you know, injury free, sickness free sure. build up. Um, I'd done some great training, and um, it was a great field, and I had great athletes around me. And um, you know, they were, we were just out there to help each other. And you know, there was a fair bit of pressure there. Um, there's a lot of um scrutiny around how my debut marathon would go, and um, a lot of people probably didn't think I should shoot for 214, 215, but I knew within myself that I was capable of doing it. But I was also okay with running 220, and um. You know, I had to be okay with running two twenty because if that's what happened, and that's what, what it was. What gave you the confidence? <laughs> so to I went shoot
0: in... for two fourteen. Like what? What? Uh, were there some sessions? Uh, was it your half marathon? Uh, was it that sixty-four minute half marathon that you did uh, earlier in the year? Uh, what gave you the confidence?
1: So I did an anaerobic threshold test at the University of Canterbury in April yep. um, of this year, and. The main reason we did that was just to see what my running economy was like. So we wanted to see get heart rate zones for um, my running economy. Yep. And then also, um, yeah, just see what my speeds were at, at those heart rates at this mm-hmm. point in time in, in April. And I'd just come off a 64, 50 half marathon. Mind you, it was a downhill, net downhill course, but it still a fairly yep. good run. Um, Where and, was that at again? And so I was already in uh, – that was in Wanaka, yeah, yeah at the, the Southern Lakes Half mm-hmm. Marathon. Um, so we did that uh, a couple of weeks after that. And then, um, we did a lot of running economy, um, training sessions. So the long runs I do incorporate, um, hills as we've just discussed. And the idea behind that is to improve running economy. So, um, you know, I do up to 75 minutes of, of my long run at marathon heart rate, but that's, um, not on the flat, it's on the hills. And so yeah. I think the benefit of that is, is that the research shows that hills do improve running economy, but then also um, it doesn't stress you as much as running, obviously running 310s, 312s on the flat does. Yep. So you can do it, you can run at the uh, cardiovascular stress, but you don't have the musculoskeletal stress. So, sure. And actually you get
0: stronger. So, so what pace were we you started running that. For the, the, those sessions.
1: Uh, the pace varied. Yeah. Oh, depending um, on the hill. And it got – yeah, and I'd do the same loop every week. Yep. Um, it's, a, it's called the Gibby's Loop in Christchurch, and I'd, ta- I'd run it from home, mm-hmm. and then I'd also tag on um, like 5K at the end. Yep. Um, so it ended up being about a 44, 43K run, Jeez. and I'd do that every every Saturday. Okay. Um, and, and it has about uh, 1,200 metres of climbing in it, so okay. it's – yeah, it's – a it's a tough run, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I do that every Saturday, and I've been doing that up until coming to Cyprus. But every week it got a bit quicker, so or every fortnight it got a bit quicker. So, um, and that was with a similar heart rate, so it was just a sign that my running economy was improving. Mm-hmm. And then I ran Christchurch half marathon in uh, early Queen's Birthday weekend in June, and um, and ran sixty six forty there, but it was horrific conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fairly happy with that result. I thought it would have gone a bit better, um, but um, it was okay. And then uh, about 10 days after that, I did a 60-minute steady stay on the flat. So the heart rates that I do the steady state at are the same as what I do the hills at. Yep. And what I noticed after that session is that my running economy improved by um, 20 seconds per kilometre. Oh, really? Um, at one, yeah, 164 heart rate. So. Jeez. 164 to 168 is about what I run a marathon at. So we knew then that I'd improved quite a lot. Yep. Um, and we'd gotten my, yeah, I was running about 313s, three 314s three at, at 164 heart rate. Yeah, so hey. I knew then that um, it was a good chance I'd run well. Yep. Um, but I also knew that, you know, the task of doing that was, was still a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I went into it with the, the aim of running that fast, and we went out with the pack um, uh, that was running 68 for the first half. Yep. And Reese Edwards um, paced that with another fella. I can't remember his name. I apologise to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was wonderful that Ben St Lawrence is there. I mean, what a yeah. guy, what, a, what an athlete. Because <laughs> um, he was, I, uh, I I'm,
0: medium, I'm not sure whether he should go with your pack or the pack just ahead. Yeah. yeah, the
1: pack just here was just a bit too quick, yeah. eh? Going through in 65, it just sort yep. of, yeah, would have ended up in a bit of a disaster. Yep. So, Ben and I had sort of spoken to each other the day before and agreed that we'll both go with that pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said he'd, he'd move if he was feeling good. Yep, so so that was really good. Like, just sat in first 18 or oh, first 16k and made sure I fueled well. And who else was um, in that pack? And well, I was a big pack, eh? There was, um, there's a heap of guys, Hugh in Williams, there, um, and... Hugh Williams, yeah, yep. um. Dan Wallace. Cole Revy, yeah. Kiwi guy. Yeah, Cole Revy was there, yeah. Um yeah, I can't remember that. Scott Wiscott. Yep. Um
0: oh, Guy, guy, and, Walters, yeah, like guy a, Walters, I think, might have been the other pacer.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. And so there was a lot of camaraderie in the group um from the get go and everyone was sort of supporting one another mm-hmm. and um we managed to drink stations really well. Um and then yeah, at eighteen K Ben restarted picking up the pace a bit and Ben and I and a Japanese runner went with him. And uh, I sort of said to Ben at that point, I said, Oh look, how fast are you gonna go? And he said, Oh, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna push it but I'm not gonna push it too hard. So I said, All right, I'll come with you. <laughs> um, and I think that was quite a pivotal moment for the race. Like I think had I not done that, I don't think I'll be sitting here in Cyprus today. Yep. Um, so yeah, so you know, I've got you know, Ben really pulled me through that that middle ten k. We got to um, you know, we were. I thought my GPS was um, playing up because it was telling us we were running three hundred twos, three hundred threes, and yeah, I was sort of like oh, maybe I'm. Watching what was that on was the, the, tail the blink. Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we must have been. I think looking back at my data, it might have been a bit off, but we we certainly ran that um, middle ten k under thirty one minutes. Yes. so we were going pretty well, yeah, and I, I was pretty stretched. Like, um, Ben asked me to take the lead for a bit, but I just couldn't, yeah, I was pretty stretched. Yeah. So, so he let me sit, sit in, which was cool. Um, and him and the Japanese guy shared the lead. Mm-hmm. And then they took me up to 30, they got me to 30k. And in my mind, I knew I could, like if I got to 30k and I was going all right, I'll be able to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to 30k and I was pretty stretched, but um, that's when I Bunded to Yuki Kauichi so Gee, that would have given you but a I bit mean, more mate,
0: uh, mate. Uh, Motivation, I suppose, as well
1: Yeah, it was pretty just, Me and the boys back home We just had a joke, like, oh, it'd be funny if you bet Kauichi, you know like yeah. Boston champ and stuff like that and yeah. I just had this picture in my mind that he'd come back to me And no disrespect to Yuki But um, yeah. I sort of thought, oh, at some point I might catch up to him yeah. And it happened And, um, you know, what a guy to run the last 10k If you be a marathon with, I mean
0: You
1: know, he's not going to give up. No, and he certainly didn't. I think I dropped him about two or three times, and he still fought back, Um, (laughs) which is credit to the guy. I mean, he won Boston Marathon in horrific conditions, and it was because of his resiliency that he did. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, what a privilege, eh? I mean, to run, you know, 30K with Benson Lawrence and then to run um, the last 10K with Yuki Kawaiuchi was, yeah, it was just awesome, so... Um, you know, it's pretty tough going into that headwind in the last 3k, um, but yeah, it was just pretty emotional experience crossing the line and you know realizing that I achieved a lifelong goal um, and actually performed on my debut marathon as well beyond expectation. So yeah, um, so it was pretty amazing and uh, a, a real great experience. So yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: And uh, like, ha- was there any um, moments where you sort of going, "Oh no, I'm not going to be able to do this"? Was there any cramping or, or upset stomach, or, or just moments like, did you have a few moments where you doubted yourself out there, or it just was one of those magical days where it just seemed to come together and, uh, uh yeah, you sort of realized your dream as a marathoner. Yeah,
1: certainly, it was. Uh, it's probably the greatest performance I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I sort of think of two key performances in my career. Um, one was 2009 NCAA Great Lakes Regionals where I qualified for the NCAA Division One Championships as an individual.
0: You beat a few good guys um, that day, didn't you? Or you were around about... Lo-
1: yeah. yeah, I beat a lot of good guys that day. And, um, you know, I think I considered that a world-class performance. And then I think yep. um, Gold Coast as well was was that. And I, You know, again, I think it's more about learning how to... Get myself into a, a mindset of being able to do that more regularly. Like, a mm-hmm. you know, big part of why I, I performed so well in Gold Coast is because I was starting, you know, I was able to identify when um, I was going into those places where you start to date yourself and, um, you know, the anxiety comes in and you wonder whether you're not, you can um, finish. And I was actually, you know, the other thing I was okay with was not actually not finishing. I knew I would finish, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had to be okay with blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to achieve the result. So, um, you know, you have to take an element of risk to get great re- rewards. So, I was wanting mm-hmm. to take that risk, and that, that happened at 18K and I pulled, uh, you know, I pulled it off. But I knew I was strong enough to finish the last 10, even if I was running, you know, 340s. Yeah, but um, I, I would
0: say, like, it was a calculated risk, and, and you prepared really well to be able to handle yeah, that risk. Sure. So um, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, those, those moments happen for sure. And it's just about navigating your way through them. Yeah. Just finding shortcuts to get, to get out of them. So, um, but yeah, it did go pretty well. There's no stomach upsets or, um, cramp or, I mean, my legs were cooked, but that's to be expected. Um, yeah. But yeah, so no, it went really well. Yeah.
0: Well, it was a, um, you know how you sort of mentioned just before, the year before, in, in the half marathon, you sort of were, were doubting yourself when you were in sort of that esteemed company. Um, and and then here you are, you know, up with the likes of Ben St. Lawrence and Yuki Kuauchi and uh, backing yourself.
1: Yeah, the key was a, a shift in mindset. Like I think um, instead of comparing myself to them, I, I saw them as um, – helping me you know mm-hmm. um and that's exactly what they did i mean ben helped me for you know a good 10k and um and then same with yuki so um it wasn't so much about comparing myself to them rather than just that this is you know an amazing experience and we're just out here trying to get the most out of ourselves and
0: um yeah it's definitely like that big, in the marathon like, it's a bit more camaraderie yeah. and uh that's what I liked about the yeah. marathon. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's definitely more about oh, how do we all perform as well as we can? you know? Yeah. Um, rather than it's us against. Yep. You. Yeah.
0: No, brilliant mate. And um, so like that obviously uh, uh, got you on the team, and and you didn't find that out until sort of early early September. Um, yeah. Uh, and you you sort of mentioned. Uh, mentioned uh just briefly before we sort of started recording that um uh you just got your um your black black vest
1: yeah so on uh i think it's friday night
0: yeah we um
1: had a, a we presentation ceremony here in cyprus which was a really special moment um they kept the black singlets for that um and, and handed there's six people on the team that have never won the black vest um so yeah, we were all presented with that, um, and yeah, it was a really special moment. Um, uh, you know, it's an honour to to put on the New Zealand singlet, the black singlet. Um, and you know, ever since I read John Walker's book when I was about nine or ten, you know, it's been something that's captured my imagination, um, and and been a big reason why I've run every day. Yeah. So to finally be able to do that. Um, it on in an international stage is, is pretty amazing
0: yeah and then so now like with Doha it's uh is it two weeks away
1: uh yeah just under two weeks now okay. yeah two yep. weeks um last night so
0: okay yeah yeah and how's uh how's your confidence um uh go- going into um Doha like how's the training gone the last week or so or a week or two um is there been a few good sessions that sort of making you confident and happy with where you're at, like you spoke of before, like you thought, yeah, you you might, you might should be able to do quicker than uh, 2.15 one day, like that's sort of how you feel, but obviously Doha's not going to be the course to do it, but how are you feeling, you know, going into the race?
1: Yeah, um, I'm building quite nicely. Um, obviously, I was a bit flat for a month or so after the marathon, um, but every week I've been building for the last six weeks. Um, yep. and I've had some, some really good sessions. Um, it's following a similar cycle to what we did pre Gold Coast. So we're not shifting things too far from that. Um, and yeah, my long runs have actually been going a little bit better, um, uh-huh. pre Gold Coast. And then, um, my speed sessions have been as well. So whether or not that means I'm in better shape, it's hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think um, I'm just preparing for a tough race. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the challenge. Um, it's certainly adding another element of challenge, and you know, it's really nice to be able to um, test myself in that environment. So, yeah, it's just another opportunity to to really try and get the most out of myself. And yeah, I'm feeling excited to to do that, and um, I'm feeling quite prepared as well. So. I think yeah. this is a race that, um, you know, fits my personality in some ways. So yeah, yep. It's, yep. Yeah. it's quite cool.
0: Yeah. Nice. Like, a, how, how do you mean by that?
1: Um, it's just going to take some resiliency. It's going to be a tough mm-hmm. day for everybody. So, um, yeah. So I think it's nice to, uh, nice to be challenged in a, in a different way.
0: Yeah. And no, I think it's going to suit you actually, um, Especially if you can, you know, go out um, at just that nice, sensible pace and hopefully pick up quite a few bodies um, late.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Um, but it's certainly a great opportunity and any opportunity to wear the black singlet's an amazing opportunity. So, um, yeah, I just want to get the most out of myself on the day and, you know, I'll be happy as long as I cross the line and know that I've given it everything I've got. And, yep. um, yeah, that's what's most important to me is I get. Get every last bit of bit of myself out there and, um, and then I'll be a happy man.
0: Yeah. And I, I wanted to just quickly go over um, one of, uh, like, a typical week for you because when I was working with you uh, last year and you sort of explained what a typical week was, it, it looks a bit different than the typical, you know, Australian sort of uh, traditional um, program of, of what we'd sort of um, classically have grown up with, with um, Deeks and Mona um and ward law um sort of that that sort of system with how, how they structure a week with the the long run and the me, me, medium long run and then you know two or three sessions um in there like with a monofartlek and quarters and like what how, how do you sort of structure um a typical week like obviously it's going to vary here and there but like how, how does your training week look and how has it looked um over, over recent times
1: yeah so it's followed a fairly similar pattern for a while now um but it's generally structured around my work hours so um I still work 36 to 40 hours a week so yeah um yeah it's quite a but so yeah we try and um get my training structured around that but it's usually centered around three three hard days and then for, uh four easy days <clears throat> So Saturday is my long run day. Um, main, I actually started doing that when I was working in rugby because as a physio because um, I found that if I tried to do my long run, I was tired from being on the rugby field all day, the day before. Yeah. So <laughs> I got into the habit of doing the um, the long run on the Saturday morning and then going to rugby in the afternoon. Yeah. And that worked quite well. And then meant I could just go straight home from rugby as well and not have to go for another run. Yeah. And then – uh, I've carried that on just because I enjoy long run Saturday, and it gives me Sunday just to chill out um and then yeah, Sunday, I just do two recovery runs um and then Monday I do another long run, so I do two hours in the morning before work um
0: How lo- then, sorry, how long's your long run on a Saturday, and what you sort of what's that one look like?
1: So there's been three hours during the marathon prep. Okay. um I think um that'll drop to. Um, back down to like two and a half after Doha. Yep. Uh, one just to give myself a little bit of a rest from them. Yep. Um, and they've, they've been fairly time, you know, a fair, fair, fairly time bur- burden. Yep. Um, on a Saturday. And they're over some so yeah. I'll just, and... <clears throat> yeah. So they're um, yeah they have got twelve hundred meters of climbing. Yep. <clears throat> and um, yeah, they're fairly challenging. So, but um, I really enjoy them. And then. Uh, Monday's yeah, another long run up in the hills I live quite close to a track called Rāpaki in Christchurch which is um, I think it's about 3 or 4k up it's a gravel track um, it runs up through some farms on the port hills and it goes up to the summit road okay. um, and I've usually got got the young fella Chris Dryden training with me on that he's a he's a 21 um, a year old fella from Christchurch um, he actually went to the World Juniors last year in the 10,000 metres so he's a good oh, runner man. yeah okay yeah and then I actually do my speed uh, a, a wee short um, speed session up there on a Monday morning. So at the top of the hill, I just do um, six one fifties. Yep. Um, we call them that, our one fifties. So they go pretty <laughs> good. Um, and then I jog back down, and then I get my bag from home and jog to work. Sure. Um, and then Tuesday is just an easy day to meet the boys in the park, Hagby uh, Park, just for a jog in the afternoon, um, and run run to work in the morning. Yep. and then wednesday's our session day so um uh, we usually do like a steady state session so in a you know sub threshold effort or a um or a um critical velocity or an anaerobic, anaerobic threshold session um and then thursday's again it's just a recovery day i do uh, my strength and um plyometrics on a thursday so i do um hill bounce.
0: nice
1: and i do strength work at home um using my bucket of bricks um, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Friday is just a real easy day, so I just jog to and from work on a Friday. Cool. I usually stop off and have a pint of beer on the way home. So, <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's my week, and uh, yep. it works really well. And the main reason behind it is just to allow recovery. So um, Chris Pallone, who's my coach, is a is a big fan of just trying to find the least amount of things that you can do to get better. So yep. Um, and also the sessions are quite planned and quite structured, and we try and get the most out of a session as we can. So, like, um, the sessions really um, are there and are quite targeted. So they run you know, they run fairly hard, but they're not outrageously hard. Yep. Um, but we, we run on the idea that if the session's well planned, well timed, then you can actually get a large adaptation out of one session.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, rather than trying to force multiple sessions and, and becoming fatigued. So that's why we follow that approach. And obviously so far we've been quite happy with it, the result. Um, yeah. I think Chris learned a lot of that from his own career, but then also um, he's done a lot of work in triathlon. Um, he coached Hamish Carter to Olympic gold medal in 2004. And um, I think he learned a lot from the triathlon crowd about um, how little they actually needed to get adaptations. And so yeah. – um, it does come from the lydiard school in some ways. Um, but obviously lydiard had a, a bit more packed in there at times. Um, but Chris tries, yeah, particularly with the speed work, the anaerobic stuff, he's always trying to find the least amount that you can do to, to have an adaptation or have an improvement. And so um, in some ways it means you're always building because there's always more to give. Um, and I, the other thing I think it does is it does reduce injury risk and risk of sickness and stuff because... You know, there's always a couple of couple of days between hardy pits, so I usually feel fairly well recovered by the time the next hardy fit comes around, you can really focus on that hardy fit and get quite a bit out of it.
0: Nice, and because well, Chris was a pretty established runner himself, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, Chris ran 216 for the marathon. Um, you got him? and he, Yeah, I did, Yeah, <laughs> it's the only PB of mine that's faster than his. Okay. And I can brag about it to him now. <laughs> um, he still got me over 5 and 10. Yep. Um, but Chris was uh, a very very resilient athlete and um, he's well respected throughout New Zealand athletics and triathlon. Um, but yeah, he, he trained like a madman when he was younger and he actually learned from a lot of his own mistakes. And um, if you ever read the book, healthy intelligent training, that um, has Craig Maltram on the front of it. Um, Chris actually had quite a bit to do in the um, production of that book. So okay. um, a lot of the theories that Chris uses are, are found in that book. Yeah. He's certainly not in one camp. Like you wouldn't call him just a Lydia man or a yep. Daniel's man. He's um he certainly uses he uses uh, aspects of everybody, um, and he's quite innovative as well. So he's not afraid to try different things. Nice, um, yeah. So no, we have a lot of fun. Um, we have a great relationship and one that's become really strong over time. So um, yeah, we've got good communication, and um, he allows me to to so make a lot of my own decisions these days. Um, uh-huh. which is great. And um yeah, we just have a we have a good time. We've also got a good group of athletes um training with us. So we've got Ollie, Oliver Chignall. from he's another Dunedin lad He's yeah, okay. um just recently run thirteen forty six this year, so he's on his way up. Um Jeez. And yeah, he's got he's he's very talented and uh, very headstrong, so he's going to be a good athlete. Yep. Uh, and then another guy, Samuel Bremer, he's also from Dunedin, who's an eight hundred meter, fifteen hundred meter runner, and um, he's run some PBs this year as well. So. Okay. And then there's uh, yeah, a yeah number of other athletes that Chris coaches um, up in Auckland, um, but yeah, we have a we have a great squad, and everyone's uh, fairly similar in terms of how they go about things, and um, yeah, there's like, a fair bit of camaraderie in the group, so it's good
0: and with the wednesday sessions um like i know they'll vary a fair bit but um what's a what can you give us an example of a um something that you might do on that wednesday um when it's a bit more of a quality kind of day
1: yeah so we've been alternating between yeah 60 minutes steady state efforts um close to marathon effort and then your yeah, critical velocity sessions so critical sure. velocity sessions essentially 10k race pace work mm-hmm um, so we found that works quite well for me because you're stressing your type 2a fibers so you're getting um, a bit of glycolytic adaptation so you're getting yep. better at lactate tolerance um, but it's not too tack- Um I do something like 8 by a K or 10 by 800 meters with 60 yep. seconds rest um, and I just do them in the park Hagby park um, and, yeah, the idea with them is to finish them. Like, you could still do another two or yep. three. So, we, you know, I think the, the mistake that a lot of athletes can make is that you're trying to always find out how fit yeah. you are. Whereas with Chris, our idea is actually, well, we're not trying to find out how fit I am. We're just trying to get better. Mm-hmm. So, like, with the steady states, they're done at, you know, between 160 and 166 heart rate, which is my sub-threshold zone. So, that's, um, that's getting close to my anaerobic threshold my anaerobic threshold heart rate's about 172 173 so um you're sitting around eight to ten beats below your anaerobic threshold heart rate yep. for an hour so um again it's it's hard but it's not too taxing like not as taxing as a threshold run okay and the idea behind that is to become more economical yep. so you're just getting you know with time you should just get faster um for the same heart mm-hmm. rate um and then yeah same with the The critical velocity sessions are just to stress the type 2 a fibres, just to get some glycolytic adaptation so that you can handle some lactate. And there's also an element of neuromuscular training in that, so you're just trying to get better at running faster. So marathon um, pace feels easier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And just to not get stuck in that um, marathon pace effort Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, the combination of those two things has worked quite well so far, but I I certainly know Chris wants to try some other things um, post-Doha, and yeah, we'll certainly reframe things. I don't think we'll get stuck in doing the same thing all the time. We'll certainly um, do some different things, and I'll um, have another full New Zealand track season. So after Doha, it'll be back into the track, and I want to get a 5K PB if there's the opportunity, a 10K PB. Nice. Um, I need to get my fifteen hundred under four minutes. What is, too, is it sitting it? at? <laughs> <laughs> Full <Four> flat. <laughs>
0: yeah. And what's your so, what's the the yeah. five the fives down at? Was it fourteen twenty? Fourteen twenty, yeah, yeah. And the ten, the, it's not quite. So, oh, it's, it's under thirty, but you haven't clicked under thirty for a few years, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I missed it by two that's seconds right. and uh, set a picks So. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, like, I don't think I'd be standing here in Cyprus today had I, had I run really well instead. I Pick, I might not have looked looked for the answer.
0: So. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like that that system that you're doing really uh, um, encourages consistency, and um, uh, you know, you it doesn't sound like you're over overreaching. You're sort of uh, trying to train within yourself with uh, just sort of that that uh, one key workout. A week and then a couple of long runs, um, and uh, and then I suppose even what you said before, where you sort of you're not looking to test test your fitness um, every Wednesday. It's sort of more thinking about the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, definitely, and, um, and like that, that it does build consistency. I mean, yeah, yeah. On average, I get sick once a year, and yep. then um, i you know I haven't had an injury since 2016. So certainly, I think. Um, it's been a really good recipe for consistency.
0: Um, Mate, I've I've taken up a lot of your time. I just wanted to go over one more thing. Um, Have you thought much about the race yet um, for Doha um, and any sort of uh, uh, how you're going to approach it on race day um, uh, at all? Or is that something that you're just going to chat with Chris about just in that final week and the final few days um, as you get a bit closer?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um we haven't made any definitive plans yet. Um we're gonna chat about it a bit more this week. Yep. Um yeah. I think certainly I mean there's the idea that, you know, people are gonna struggle in the last half. So I think um, you know, everybody's gonna struggle, everybody's gonna feel the heat. So um so yeah, certainly will it'll be around, you know, making sure that I can get the most out of myself on the day and um can be competing in the last half of the race, last ten k of the race. So yeah, yeah. So we haven't made any definitive plans yet, um, but yeah, that'll develop in the next couple of weeks. Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. No, you should um, definitely have a chat with a few of the guys that you know. Even like the like Julian Julian Spence or uh, a few of the guys that you feel like um, are sort of around your time. Um, you know, even to try to find a pack early. Um, has that crossed your mind, or um, like what are you sort of thinking about? Because it's hard when you're in a race where, um, I mean it's not your standard race where like you're just racing, you know, your local guys from 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 New Zealand or Australia that you you race um, each week. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard to know how to approach it. Like, will you go by your watch, or will you? Yeah, it's um, yeah. Have you thought about that? I think be all? a mix of all. Yeah.
1: I think it'll be a mix of all those things. Yes. Um yeah, I don't think it's been gonna be one thing. I think you um it'll be a combination of of the above. So um yeah, I don't wanna give too much away. Yeah. Uh, and like any race, uh, like it's
0: very um yeah. malleable out there. Like it's sort of like you can plan for it for so much, but then uh I suppose when you're out. You there, gotta be adaptive. Yeah. 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 Certainly. And um
1: yeah. So no, there's
0: definitely some food for thought
1: around that. Um, yeah. but I'll, I'll just send it go on my gut with that. I think. Yeah.
0: That's very good, mate. Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty keen to to catch up with you Caden, like, like after, after it's all, um, been said and done. And, um, uh, like I'm, I'm so like, um grateful for your time today. Um, and what, with what you've shared, um, you, sp- um, as as most of the listeners will gather you, you speak very well and um I'm pretty keen to catch up with you um you know over the next uh, 12 months even to have a bit more of a physio orientated chat about running and and running injuries um yeah over the next 12 months
1: yeah sounds outstanding mate yeah thank you for your time and support and um yeah it's it's awesome so,
0: yeah well thanks, Dave. no I think um like this will go out to a quite a few Australian runners and and I hope New Zealand runners and um like I, I hope it like you know everyone's going to be supporting you um over there and uh uh so like I hope you just um remember that when you're out there and uh and uh, as I am as as you told me before you're just going to give it everything and it's going to be something that you're going to remember forever this day so um don't to put too much pressure on yourself but just enjoy it um and 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 make it um one of those memorable days.
1: Yeah, mate, I'm uh, certainly planning on enjoying every step out there. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time um, in the making. So, yeah, I'll relish every moment. So, Thanks, mate.
0: No, too easy, mate. Um, any Anything else you wanted to say or are um, you happy? Oh, i just that? like to yeah,
1: thank everybody for their support and um, particularly my partner, Rachel, and yeah, my coach, Chris, and my training mates back home um uh, certainly yeah wouldn't be here today without them so yeah, yeah. thanks very much
0: and and work have they uh given you a bit of time off as well yeah. or yeah, yeah i'm quite lucky my boss is actually the um team physio so oh really
1: um yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so that helps yeah yeah the lady, so she um what i'm doing so that's great yeah so no work's been really supportive and um yeah, I love, love where I work now, it's a yeah, brilliant place to work at Sportsmed, so um, yeah, the whole whole crew's gotten behind me, um, doctors and chiropractors and massage therapists and nutritionists, there's yep. a lot of people there, so they've all gotten behind me, so um, yeah, it's cool to share a piece of this with them, and uh, I'll take my black singlet back to them uh, when I get home. Put it on the wall. Yeah, i will love to see it, so.
0: Yeah. Great, mate. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. and Once again, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, stay healthy. And You don't have long now, so um, you can't get much fitter. Um, just got to get to that start line now.
1: That's right, mate. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, Caden. Cheers All to right. the chat. Cheers, Dan. All right, bye.